see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. Hey, so are you using your headset? Yeah. Cool. I can tell the difference. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, why the increased security? Well, that is not a me thing. So let's go ahead and <laughs> let's start by saying hello and welcome to another episode of In the Stacks with me and me. <laughs> So the increased security that you're talking about. So last week we tried using a new program, um, a new software for recording our podcast called Squadcast. And on the playback, one of our listeners told me that there was some syncing issues. So I figured we'd go back to Zoom. Zoom announced officially today, although it had started happening um, a couple days ago, if you have a free account on Zoom, it is um, going to require the passwords. You can't turn that off in your options. So Zoom is becoming more secure um, as a company, as a platform. And so anyone who's on a free or basic plan must now use, um, must now include passwords. So oh. I'll update our invite on, on Google, but it is a Zoom change that they announced, I think, t yesterday or today. Gotcha. So that is it. So what's going on? Tell me what's going on in your world. Uh, so if you hear me typing, I have to fill out this. Um, I don't for a change hear you typing. Closure form. Uh, I have to do it every day or else they say they won't pay me. So hold on. I have to do it by before four and it's 3.57. Okay. Well, then you do that before. Um, while you're doing that, I guess I can go ahead and get started. So, of course, we are here for another episode. And what's been going on with me lately is that I have been adhering to my, I guess, uh, workout regime. Every day, or during more specifically the weekdays, I have what's called my uh, morning rituals. So it, it includes stuff like uh, doing a random act of kindness and journaling, meditation, working out, that kind of thing. And the past several weeks, I've been a lot more diligent um, after having completely fallen off the workout regime uh, ladder. <laughs> uh, I spend at least 15 minutes every weekday morning on the treadmill. I've been steadily increasing the, um, I guess, the difficulty. I forgot what the term is actually called for it. The the speed anyway um and i got Kay and i got a rowing machine and it's not the traditional rowing machines you know with like the whole thing of water and all that it's um it's just a it's <laughs> it's hard to describe it's just um a, uh, yeah i can't even describe it i i might have to post it on facebook or something but we got that my brother came over and put put it together for me and so that now has 
become a part of my regime. So I'm doing like 50 reps on it after I've done the 15 minutes on the treadmill. And it's been going well. I, I don't know. So I know that working out is supposed to like be good for you. Uh, my issue is that I seem to like, if I fall off the wagon, even if it's by a day or two. So even on the weekends, if I just don't, I start to really get depressed. So I'm like, I often think about working out as some, being something that's high maintenance because it's like, if I don't do it, then, you know, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> so um, I am trying to be better about being consistent because I mean, once I've worked out and stuff that day, it, it certainly does improve my mood and um, all of that stuff. But if I, again, if I fall off the wagon, then I kind of nosedive into a, a state of depression quickly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Are we'll you doing anything in terms of exercising or no? No. Why not? Why, why would I? I mean, you got a new lady in your life and you know, you're, you're about to be a homeowner again. You got things going on. Don't you want to like live longer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know it was stupid uh, the minute I even thought about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've decided at this point in my life that if someone is not comfortable with the way I look, then fuck them. Uh, okay. You know, I am what I am, and I'm fine. And if you don't like it, then that's on you. And as for me uh, being healthier or feeling better or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure that. Um, exercising would be the answer uh, i actually worked outside in the yard yesterday for i don't know about 45 minutes i mean i Ooh, came in out my, my arms still are killing me from that mm -hmm. i allowed, allowed these bushes to get a little out of control and um so i was out there with my my little sharp tools and uh darn thick took a little bit of effort some elbow grease and uh so i'm still in pain today and um afterwards when i was laying in bed um, I had to change clothes and everything because I was so nasty. Uh, I was lying there in bed, and the bed felt incredible. Yes. And I actually thought, I actually thought, I said, wow, so is this, you know, that, that endorphin high that exercise people are supposed to get? And I realized, <laughs> I don't think so. I just feel so incredibly good that it's over. You know? Yes, that, that must be it. Yeah, well, because so. I'm not like, I'm not a fanatic, like, you know, me saying I do 15 minutes and then the, the, the reps, I mean, it's maybe me doing about 20 minutes. My, my heart rate and stuff is a little elevated. I don't get to the point where I'm sweating. I may have a like, light perspiring happening, but, um, I can't do the full on what? Yes, I am glistening. Right. That's the most <laughs> I, I'll get because I've not gotten to the point where I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, do this on turbo kind of thing. I'm not interested in, in doing all of that. Additionally, like with my, uh, my left knee, most times if I'm doing anything like any kind of squatting motion or whatever, it, you can hear kind of the popping with the cartilage. And I'm like, I don't need to do anything that's going to um, aggravate it so that, you know, when I do get even older, I don't have to have knee surgery or something. So I'm trying to be um, smart about how I work out and what I do for a workout. Gotcha. Now, in addition to working out, you're 
your cross stitching? So back in the day, um, in my 20s, I think it was probably my early to mid 20s, I had started doing cross stitching. It was just something that seemed of interest to me. And so I, I'd done a couple things. I don't even know where those things are now. But I, a couple nights ago, was thinking, you know, I need to start doing things again. And again, I think this is all because of me being healthier and do whatever. So I was like, well, let me start another a hobby that I've either done before or haven't done before. So I'm waiting on my order from Amazon should be coming. I think on Saturday, I'm going to start to do cross stitching again, see if I'm really, you know, still into it. Um, and I did get a book <laughs> just in case, because when I did it before it was just dabbling. And then I had seen on Facebook at one point, one of the ads was, um, was about paint by numbers. and. I like painting. I don't usually do it. It's been a long time since I've painted anything, but I thought that that could be a, another therapeutic thing to do um, was to to uh, start painting by numbers. So I bought a couple of, um, I guess, canvases <laughs> that that they basically, you know, they print out the image, they have the numbers on there, and then you just paint in accordance to the color. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah. You know, so much for, and I mean, I am still reading. I am not yet reading the book that you made me get. Um, <laughs> so for everyone who was on, was listening last week or whether or not you were or not, um, last week we, I accepted Barry's challenge of reading a, uh, monster erotica specifically, I will be reading at some point Bigfoot and the Bridesmaid sex with Bigfoot. And this is book one of a series. <laughs> yeah, it's a trilogy, I believe. I, I guess I did not. I did not care to see how what was there. Um, well, I, I don't. You don't want spoilers. So, sure, that's yeah. that's what it is. Well, it's the weird thing is because I know you'd. I'd asked you to gift it to me, and I guess Amazon still doesn't let you gift certain things. It's kind of stupid, I would think. But when I went on there, the because you told me what title, I went on there, and the option it gave me was to to download it for free. Um, I looked back in my Amazon history to see if it was because it maybe used some digital, you know, you know, sometimes when you delay your Amazon yep. shipments, you get, but it, on the receipt itself, the invoice, it didn't say anything. It just said cost was zero. It didn't say that it was, you know, as a result of me having credit. So I don't know why it was free. I don't know if it was Amazon's it, way well, of telling me something. It's like with any kind of drugs, <laughs> it's free. Okay. Then they know that the next thing you know, you're going to be downloading Bigfoot erotica by the gigabyte. Oh my gosh. And they've got you. Well, that's just it. So I haven't started reading yet, but I am somewhat concerned about, well, you know, what if I end up liking it? Cause like on the surface, I'm like this, this crap is probably just, it, it, there's no appeal to me. And right. so if I end up liking it, am I willing to admit that I like it? Yeah. You got to um, give an honest review, you know, and if you, if you flick the bean while you're reading this thing, you got to tell us. I don't know if I'm going to be that forthcoming. Um, but it is uh, 53 pages. So it's, I mean, I should be able to, if I wanted to, I could finish it in, a, in one sitting. 
but I, I don't, I don't know. I'm still kind of weirded out by it. Uh, but I am going to read it. I hope to start some of it. And, and just in case anybody, weekend. for some reason, did not tune in to last week's episode, <laughs> um, there's this, there's a huge market for this kind of stuff. A lot of my friends and I, who are other writers, we talk, we joke a lot, you know, about well, we ought to go write this stuff. It's big money, and a lot of people making a lot of money. But there's a lot of ladies who like reading about sex with zombies and vampires and werewolves and apparently the biggest is yeah that's uh, weird (laughs) which is curious because i've never thought of bigfoot as being particularly sexy exactly not a sex object no yeah i can get i can get vampires i understand that there's a lot of neck nibbling and you know the exchange of body fluids i get it i get it right (laughs) But Bigfoot, I, I, the only thing I can assume is that maybe he's like some sort of ultra-masculine animal type thing, you know? I don't know. I, I, I guess. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing to me is like, well, isn't Bigfoot just this hairy beast that's naked? So does it have it exactly. walking around naked with a schlong just free? Yeah. It's a big old naked hairy beast. Like, I I don't like <laughs> the mental picture of that is not appealing at all. So, um, like I said, I'll I'll read it uh, or I'll try to if I get to the point where I'll I'll just keep you posted. So if I can't even finish it, I will I will let you know. <laughs> For all you know, in one of these things, they give him like a partial shave and he looks like Jason Momoa. I mean, that would be that would be hot, but. <laughs> So, so yeah, we will um, fill you in more on the, my progress on um, reading that. So, obviously, I spent the first part of this talking about me and what's going on with me. Um, now that you've submitted your I'm working, please pay me, uh, tell us what's going on with you. Um, so, I mean, not a whole lot. Uh, I've been reading a collection of Hercule Poirot short stories. Mm-hmm. I had read um, Murder on the Orient Express before, and uh, of course I've seen tons of pro movies. So with the, with Murder on the Orient Express, did you also watch the movie? Yeah, I've seen multiple versions. Of the okay. Movie, the yes, I wanted to see the last one and I just hadn't. Was it? Is it something I would enjoy watching? Yeah, I mean I think so. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean obviously I already knew the twist. Right. Right. I know but, nothing about it. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I think you would, it's got a great cast. Um, you know, they go a little overboard with, um, uh, Malkovich's, I think it's Malkovich who stars in it. I can't, I, can't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I think he stars in it. it with the, they go a little overboard with his mustache. Okay. Um, which, you know, Perot has a mustache and he's very, very proud of it. Right. Right. But the first in the movie is like, like almost comically, large and everything um but yeah you know i i just recently watched the abc on um amazon prime you still haven't watched it but um it was really good so it got me in the mood and so i decided to uh i wanted to read some more perot i wasn't sure what to read and then i just saw that i had they had this omnibus edition you know it's basically like a phone book it's huge and uh, for the kids on paper 
Mm-hmm. You would look it up mm-hmm. by like the last name of people or, you know, by the business name and you'd get phone numbers and stuff. Anyway, um, okay. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen a phone book. Of but... course I've seen a phone book. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, so it's a huge book. It's like a, almost a thousand pages. Oh, wow. Okay. It's got 51 short stories. It's got every short story. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. Because if, if you're telling me it's like a 1,000 page book on its own, I'm like, yeah, no. Um, well, I mean, I've read 1,000 pages. I know. And but... usually it's not like it's, it's dry material. It's, <laughs> it's, but go oh, ahead. It, okay. Anyway, um, this particular uh, book so far, I've read the first five short stories. And I've really enjoyed them, but I think I'm going to set it aside soon. Um, okay. So I don't think I don't think I can read 51 Hercule Poirot stories in a row. Um, Probably not. Already, not. already, I feel myself kind of getting a little antsy when it's like, all right, because uh, every story kind of begins the same way, you mm-hmm. know? like Sherlock Holmes and stuff, and. Uh, and so it, it, even with like my Lazarus Gray stuff, sometimes people will tell me, oh, I read books three through, like, I don't recommend that, you know, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that you read it and then you leave it for a while and then you come back and you forget the fact that I'm repeating a lot of stuff. Um, you know, that's the way it works with series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, binging it is, is odd, but that's what I've been reading a lot lately. Well, I mean, um, I, arguably the way I read is binging because I only read one author typically. And so, you know, her, her books are, you know, it's historical, really it's, it's historical romance, not really so much historical so How fiction. many books has this person written? Oh, geez. I mean, it's, it's. Because it's the same person you've been reading for like years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've slowed down on occasion in terms of how many, how many I'm reading, but I still, I think she's published at least a hundred by now, probably. Yeah. Um, or, or somewhere in that area. So yeah, that's what I've been reading. But there are times where I feel like, oh, I need to, you know, maybe do something different at the moment to kind of get the taste out of my mouth and then go back to it. But inevitably, I just go and start reading another one of her books. So see, when you start binging the Bigfoot stuff, Oh, right. occasionally you're gonna have to take a break and like basically like pick out the hair from your mouth oh and, oh my god and then go on to something else you know um mm-hmm. anyway uh yeah so other things going on uh more fun with mom um mom's still here uh, <laughs> all of her stuff is now over from her apartment and it's all in her room uh which is st- I, I don't know. It just it bothers me all the boxes and stuff. And then there's just like make sure the door stuff. stays closed, and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I it's, you know I only have to go in there like once or twice a day, but I don't know why it bothers me. But um, and then like even in my library, I had to take a bunch of my books out from what's now her room and bring them in here. There's no place for them to go, so they're like sitting in piles on the floor. And um, yeah, that would drive me insane. Me. It just stresses me. Yes, uh, it does. So we've been watching lots of movies and TV shows together because, uh, you know, I have the one TV. Well, Which I, is I take that back. She, she has her own TV, and she's got her own TV setup out mm-hmm. there, right? Because I, I stream everything, and um, she has direct TV, right? Okay. So she could be in her room watching TV, but she's always in the living room. And um, so she basically lets me pick out whatever thing we watch all of a sudden. I know what she 
What was so, that? Sorry, I don't. I'm. I'm. There are times where the audio seems to kind of break up. Which headset are you using? Uh, well, the one you got me. The one with the two headphones. Okay. Okay. Not the one with the one. Whatever. The yes, we, we we know. Okay, just being sure. I might maybe next time I need to just make sure that the only thing I'm running on my computer is Zoom. Um, but go ahead, continue. Yeah. So you know, I don't put on like you know a hardcore horror movie because I know she would not enjoy or that. anything hardcore. Mm -hmm. True. Um, but you know, we've been watching lots of things lately. I just finished watching a series on Netflix called Reckoning. Okay. Um, which has a great cast. Um, she was very confused by it. You have to keep in mind she's she's deaf. Oftentimes, doesn't matter. Uh, she's blind, right? <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, we'll be watching this thing, and then she'll say something like, you know, well, wait a minute, why are they so and so and such and such? And I'll be like. That you do know this is the main character right. watching for the entire thing. Well, know, see, Kay is like that too. I just think that even though they're supposedly watching the TV, they just don't pay any attention. Well, so her face is turned towards the TV, you know, <laughs> but, and she just could not tell the two main characters in *Reckoning* apart. I mean, for ten episodes, mm -mm -mm. there was obvious confusion. So, what was it about? So, um, you never did watch *True Blood*, did you? No. All right. Well, the guy who played Sam Merlot on that is one of the leads in this one. Okay. It's basically about a serial killer, uh, the Russian River Killer, and the police detective who is um, obsessed with catching him. But that's really just an excuse. That it's really about they're both obsessed. Mm -hmm. um, the killer is obsessed with basically reenacting the murder of his mother that he witnessed when he was a child, and his the police and no longer feeling the guilt over all these girls being murdered. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about the effects of obsession on both of their families because they're both married. They both have kids. And in some ways um, they're very much alike. These two men, even though one of them is dedicated to stopping the other guy from killing people and the other guy can't stop killing people. Okay. Um, <laughs> And by the end of it, I was unsatisfied in some ways with the ending. Like there, are th there are things about the ending I liked, but then there's things I didn't like. Um, but it's just 10 episodes, uh, and I, they overuse the thing with, like, you know, you know, what the hell's going on? Oh, wait a minute, it's a dream. You know? Oh, okay. okay. Like so is that – is it like – is it one of those that's just a one-off, one or is there going to be another season? You know, without giving anything away, you could have a second season, but kind of like at the end of you, I'm not, I'm not immediately sure what you would do. Okay. Um, you know, um, but at the end of, of the season, I would say that both characters have found a certain level of peace, and um, you know, it's interesting. Okay. I, I don't know. I. <laughs> Having now, if, if I was halfway through it, I would say you should watch it. But now that I've seen the whole thing, I'm a lot less likely to recommend it. Okay. Well, and that's good. That <laughs> that's yeah. even better. If it, if it, if you know you have nothing to do for ten hours, it, you could do it worse things. You could do worse things. 
Uh, I've also been watching uh, Parks and Recreation. Um, love it, love it. Uh, there are times, um, there are times there. Ron Swanson uh, definitely reminds me of you. Um, there, he's, All right. he's, he's the this basically. Um, so the main character on the show, it really becomes an ensemble after season one, which sucked. Uh, but after that, it becomes an ensemble show. And so there's the main character is really, really Leslie, right? Who's like, and Ron is like the director. He's her boss, right? Okay. And uh, Ron uh, hates people. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so every now and then he'll do something kind of nice. And, and, <laughs> and one thing he'll do, though, is he'll, he'll do something kind of nice. And then he'll say, you know, he'll say your name wrong. and so there's like a a moment where you know it cuts to him and he says you know really you know i when i noticed that somebody's getting a little too chummy perhaps a little too attached Mm -hmm. i deliberately call them by the wrong name just to remind them that i really don't care about (laughs) wow yeah that character sounds a lot like me (laughs) yeah and uh and he's funny because he his first wife was tammy she's a terrible witch his second wife was named Tammy also. She's also really scary. Wow. Okay. And uh, his, his mother was named Tamara, but she goes by Tammy. Oh, jeez. And um, <laughs> so there's like Tammy 1 and Tammy 2 and all kinds of funny stuff going on. His choice of, of romantic partners is even worse than yours. Oh, and, wow. Um, That's saying a lot. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. And of course, you know, Rob Lowe uh, has joined the cast. And, uh, you know, I can't think of the other guy. <laughs> Uh, um, so it's, it's it's been very entertaining. Uh, season one really did suck, but since then it has grown to be uh, an incredible show. Um, everything people say about it is one hundred percent true. Yes, I haven't i I haven't started watching it yet because you know I'm still I'm very much a English television type of person or period piece person and so even the my American shows that I watch like good girls and stuff like that I I live on streaming services so I ultimately end up watching you know other stuff and so I think I I I know it's on my list it's seven seasons I want to watch it and like looking at it now on Google, 91% of people who voted like the show. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's just that first season is only six episodes and they, they're not six good episodes. Um, and you just didn't, you just kind of need to know who the characters are, you know, but it, it picks up a lot better from there. Oh, okay. So it says it's 126 episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's like a weekend for me. So. <laughs> um, also, uh, you know, sometime this weekend, uh, Drakenara. Uh, oh, it's, oh, wow. It, it certainly approached very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her friend arrived, um, who's driving her, um, arrived up there like 530 this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think sometime tomorrow they're going to start driving down to Georgia. And um, I think the plan is for her to be here on Sunday um, after I drop off um, T'Challa. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, you know, she was saying, you know, she didn't really want to 
interfere with the weekend and you know that kind of thing well i well the more i think about it because yeah i mean it's cool that she you know isn't going to be there necessarily when when jishala is there but i'd forgotten now you live with your mom so you can't like yeah. that's that's gonna be really weird it'll be like you're a teenager again trying to have sex in the house with your parents but it's funny and- it's funny because um you know she she asked you know would my mom think it was kind of weird if we like snuck off or something and so i mentioned it mm-hmm. and her first thing was you know she said well you know i'm not so old that i don't know right yeah and uh and then she said she says it's not like i'm gonna hear you anyway and I, <laughs> that's true i said you know and if we move quick enough you wouldn't even see us and, oh my uh, gosh that's true. so um yeah but yeah that is so weird like i mean because i can't I don't know. I it, like with me and Kay, I didn't necessarily have an uh, an issue with you know like when we had come up when we still had the house in Edenton and we'd come up to my parents' house, and you know um, I didn't really have an issue an issue if we did it or something. Um, I think he was more weirded out by it. Well, certainly before we got married, he was <laughs> weirded out by it. But I think in general, I'd be kind of freaked out if my parents were in the house and you know. I had someone that I yeah I, anyway I I don't need to get the mental <laughs> picture in my head I need to stop <laughs> well you know I mean just you know hey you know if you and Bigfoot felt the urge oh, you just gotta do it you know yeah okay yeah but well, she is gonna come down and um you know we'll see how it goes I figure maybe this way we can have a, a few days before uh, T'Challa comes back and mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes um I am a little nervous I mean you know, um, I did tell her, I said, you know, what if you get down here and I don't like you? Yeah, in person. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And she said, well, I'll leave. <laughs> said, okay. So as long as, you know, we, we both know that's how it's going to work. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, when I'm on the phone with her, I actually am not nearly as nervous as I am when I'm on right, the Right. Yeah. I mean, there is because of, yeah, it's, it is very different being on the phone versus, being let's say in video chat with the person or in person oh well i I mean it's just like when i'm not talking to her that's when i become much more anxious about the whole situation Mm. you know when i'm actually talking to her it's like okay yeah i like this person you know um so maybe when she's down here i won't be nearly as anxious maybe maybe we'll see um and i mean obviously when you guys meet up in person for the first time in eons um it may exactly eons so (laughs) people years um then you know your your feelings may may grow or go a different way or so i mean there's that anticipation of that first time seeing that person um so that's that's pretty cool i mean i of course had a similar experience which turned out completely disastrous but um (laughs) i am hoping that that is not the case with you and i mean you're obviously much older now theoretically much wiser so although where when hormones come into it then you know all reason goes out the window so well and you know for folks who again who haven't been following along i don't know if there's anybody who's like that um (laughs) You know, I, I dated this person back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, for, at the time, it was like a really long, you know, painful relationship that was three months long. Um, which back then, you know, 
yeah those yeah, that's those, like, like um <laughs> those are huge years when yeah if you but but yeah i mean on average yeah, I, mean, I was like i was in 10th grade she was in ninth so three months that's yeah Heck yeah, yeah, definitely. Because on average, high school romances, I think, probably lasted around that long. I mean, you were considered going out with someone for a long time if you'd been together three months. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, so she was the first person I ever had sex with. Wow. Yeah. Will she be the last? <gasps> well, that's what she said. She said she, you know, maybe she'd like to be my first and my last. Oh, that's so sweet. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, she's coming. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of exciting. It is exciting. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for you. I did tell, um, I don't know if I should even go into this on the show. Ooh, do tell. I, I did mention it to, um, my ex. Okay. And, uh, you know. Did your ex have any comment around that? Yeah, she had several things that are that were, you know, not very nice things. Okay. <laughs> I'm wondering, so did, did did that happen the day that um let's see, you know, because I do occasionally glance at Facebook. I think you'd made some cryptic post one day. Um Oh, that was like first thing in the morning that I was so angry and that mm -hmm. I had barely slept the night before. Yeah, it, it we had, had this text conversation the night before. Okay. All right. Oh, cool. See, I'm still connected to my BFF. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. But um, after, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll just, just throw in some of the, the, the more exciting points, right? Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, she says uh, something like, um, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, my girlfriend's moving from Illinois back to Georgia, blah, blah, blah. So oh, wait a second. She's moving back? I thought she was just visiting. No, she's moving back. Um, it's just, you know, a matter of whether or not she's going to stay here or where she's going to go. Yeah. Oh, see, man. Here first. There is so much stuff we need to talk about off the air. I, I did not realize that that was the specific context of it, but okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's visiting me first. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, you know. Um, and I mentioned it to T'Challa, you know, last week. T'Challa right. was like, you, know, you do you, I don't care. Right. And um, so she wanted to know, because uh, I mentioned it was somebody that I knew from high school. She said, which one? Right. And I said, her name is Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Right. Or Draconara. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so she says, I don't want him around druggies. Right. So, of okay. course, I said, neither do I. She says, I noticed you didn't say she wasn't a drug user. Oh, jeez. I said, Sorry. I assume that was covered by neither do I. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, then later on, um, you know, she basically says when she when she remembers uh, her last name, she said, you know, that's the first thing she says. She says what? Well, sorry, there was an audio issue. Yeah, she says, uh, wasn't she a druggie? Okay. And I said no. And then she's like, well, just keep um, T'Challa away from any unsavory stuff. And then I said, well, I've been super nice to, you know, uh, Dwayne. That's her boyfriend. He yeah, needs a pseudonym. <laughs> that is a pseudonym. Is it? I, yeah. I forgot his real name. So, okay. Yeah. So, Dwayne, and I, I said, I expect you to be the same to Drek Nara. 
And she's like, you know, sure, assuming uh, she treats Julian right. And then they buds talking about uh, him and uh, T'Challa. Okay. So. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, anytime you mention the ex and that kind of stuff, I do not envy you. I mean, fortunately, my when uh, my ex-husband and I divorced, I uh, basically didn't see or hear from him again. And certainly the fact that we did not have children together meant that we never have to be in each other's lives again. Yeah. Um, because especially when it's a contentious breakup and stuff, things, that bitterness lingers. And yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have the patience for that mess. Well, I did mention, you know, that I was not asked how I felt about mm-hmm. Dwayne, you know, and then she was like, oh, please, you know, you trust my judgment. And uh, in my head, I was thinking, no, but I mean, I didn't say that, you know. Well, God, no, oh my God, it'd be like World War Three if you decide to actually say what you thought about certain things that she says. Well, so. The funny thing was, I started to say, well, obviously, I don't trust your judgment in men. You were married to me for 23 years. <laughs> you know, look how you talk about me. That doesn't say good things for your, your abilities. There you go. But yes, I'm all yes. the things she says, I am damn. She was with me for 30 years. Yep. Anyway. So, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching? So, um, I think this ties into why I need to start doing other hobbies. Uh, I realize after the fact that my life consists of me living behind a screen, whether it being my computer screen or the television screen. So this stuff you have listed in the program guide, you watched all of this in the last week? Yep. So I watched, and these, of course, so I watched The Way We Live Now. It's an old British miniseries. It was four episodes long. So let's just say that was about maybe six hours total. Uh, I watched the thir- the full season, which is 13 episodes of an even older series. I think I may have mentioned it last week, um, Lily. And then I watched, after that, I watched Upload, which is, you know, on Amazon, I told you. Have you even started watching it? No, um, I've seen, because I've been re-watching Star Trek Discovery in anticipation yeah. season three. And at the beginning of every episode, they've been showing the same preview of Upload. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm initially, I will have to say, my first thought was it reminds me a lot of the good place. Yes. And it's funny you say that because um, in different comments people have made in terms of reviews and stuff, they compare it to uh, a little bit of the good place and the office, I think, or something. That, hang on. I, I know I must be saying that wrong, but I know they do compare it to that. Um, And to me, like when I saw the previews on Amazon for it, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's cute. And I'm like, I I like um, Robbie Amell, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to watch it just for him. And so I saw him on Flash. Yeah, so he is the real-life brother of Stephen Amell, who plays right. Arrow. So, um, yeah, he's been in other little things here and there, but it wasn't until my brother and his wife told me that, you know, oh, they've 
basically binged it i'm like okay that must be a really good show and i was like okay i'll give it a try because again just the previews alone i was just like this seems a little trippy i don't know if i really want to do this um it was really really good like i sat there and watched it the 10 episodes straight i woke up that like i think i forgot what morning it was i started watching it um and I think they're like 30 minute episodes. They're not extremely long, but it's so good. So yeah, I just, it, you know, went through all 10 in like two seconds, it felt like. And so I'm very much looking forward to um, the next season. Um, I don't know for sure if they've confirmed that it's going to have the next season, but it would be highly unlikely for them not to. Um, but it's worth watching. You have to start watching at some point, please. Okay. Um, because I'm sure you will, you will like it. Cause I mean, it's a little bit of a, um, it's a little romantic, a little comedy. And then it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you're getting your medicine without it tasting like medicine. So it talks about, you know, the afterlife and blah, 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 but you don't, you know, right. You're not harping on it kind of thing. So I would, definitely suggest you watching um that series yeah i'll probably maybe when i finish parks and rec i'm in season four of that right now mm -hmm. um, i tend to have one sitcom at a time mm -hmm. um, you know because i went through brooklyn 99 and then i did the good place and then i went through uh, superstore and now i'm doing parks and rec and so maybe it looks like the so yes there is going to be a season two um okay. So, so yes, you, again, you, you just, you have to watch it. It's just slide it in there <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but it is a bit of a rom-com, but it's more than that. Um, we can talk about it more when you, when you um, actually watch it. Hang on, talk about something else while, it, like, it's bugging me that I can't remember the two shows it compares it to. I know one of them is The Good Place. So talk about something while I look this up. <laughs> So um, a, a couple of the shows that I watch that are new release shows, um, tonight is the season finale, which is a spinoff of Riverdale. And at first when Katie Keene started, I, I didn't think I was going to like it because it's very much a soap opera set in the fashion world. Okay. Um, but I kept okay. watching it, and now I'm kind of into it. And um, it's – it's very different from Riverdale uh, and really it seems like such a young female show. Mm -hmm. um, I imagine, you know, I'm, I'm in a Katie Keene Facebook group, but I, I swear, I think I'm the only straight man in the group. Um, Black Mirror. Age. Sorry. That was okay. the, the conversion. I mean, the comparison was to Black Mirror and um, The Good Place. So tonight is the season finale of Katie Keene, uh, mm -hmm. which was only 12 episodes, um, but it's already been renewed for a second season. And, you know, it is a spinoff of Riverdale. So last week was the season finale of Riverdale. And because of the, the shutdown of the industry with the virus, mm -hmm. um, they had to shorten this Riverdale season by three episodes. So what they're going to do is those will be the first three episodes of the new season. season. Okay. Um, but as a result, like there was a, you know, a very bizarre, um, you know, cliffhanger for this season. And one thing they're going to do next year, um, 
And I was wondering how they were going to do this because all of the main characters are all going off to college. They're graduating mm -hmm. and they're all going off to different schools. So I was like, man, how in the world are they going to, you know, do this? Uh, but apparently the way to do it is after those three episodes that are really part of this season, yeah, uh, there's going to be a time jump. Um, oh, okay. And so they'll probably jump like five or six years. Um, so everybody's back from college and that kind of stuff and relationships will have changed and all of this kind of stuff. Cause yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, are they going to do it kind of like the way they did with saved by the bell, which is kind of weird, you know, that somehow yeah. they all end up in the same college or, okay. That, that seems cool though. So they'll essentially skip over the college years. Yes. And okay. I think that it'll be interesting because, you know, we had heard that several like of the parent actors were leaving after this season. And I was like, you know, they're so, how would you write them out? Right. It makes it easier. Maybe they've gone off, do, done any things or died or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they could have, like, obviously the, the kids could be living on their own. And since they're like right. adults at that point, you wouldn't necessarily see the parents around quite as much. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, this will bring their, the characters' ages more in line with the actors now. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, there's it makes me think they've probably they must have been planning this for quite a while because when katie keen started one of the things that i didn't like was the fact that katie keen was set like four or five years ahead of riverdale huh, so, okay so josie from josie and the pussycats mm -hmm. left the riverdale show and is now a main character on katie keen but it's her like four or five years in the future and it's like i don't know it just felt weird and like earlier this season, Evan, who's another mm -hmm. star on Katie King, but it's a it's a Kevin from the future, as opposed to. And at first, I was like, "Why the hell are they doing this?" Um, but I mean, Riverdale does their time jump. I bet it's going to be perfectly lined up with Katie King. And that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Shows, yeah, where you can do crossovers and stuff. Um, and eventually, I hope to see uh, the the third show in that little universe which is um it's bringing uh, at some point for another season well it's funny when you're uh, talking about like universes and stuff i i know i'd forwarded you i don't know if you actually watched the video portion of an, an article i sent you about the the mcu universe and yeah um the i so i want there's a, t a 10 minute video on it and it shows you if you ever want to actually watch things chronologically this is how you do it so it would, it would have snippets and stuff from the different um, movies and shows i'm like golly there it, it was a bit nostalgic so there were times where i kind of felt like a little sad because i'm like oh my god this thing has been a decade plus of my life you know and um and then of course there were things that i'm like oh i didn't even know that they this was a part of the same thing and like i'd never watched um i think there's like cloak and dagger and some other you know runaways i know k has watched runaways actually on his own um i've never watched runaways um but it was just kind of it i don't know there was this just genuinely nice feeling of knowing that all of these things live together in one universe so of course they showed you like oh you need to watch agents of, agents of C um shield 
season one, episodes one through seven, and then it would go to a different show. And then, so it, it was, it was pretty cool, but I'm, I just, I was in awe of it that it's been such, it's been so diverse. And of course, you know, seeing uh, Jessica Jones in there and all that stuff, the defenders, when they put, when, when Iron Fist came up there, I was like, uh, <laughs> but, um, and then I was reminded of how much I enjoyed watching Daredevil. Um, I still haven't watched any of the Netflix shows. That's insane. Jessica Jones is great. Daredevil is great. Iron Fist, don't even worry about it. Um, I did not watch the last season of Luke Cage. I don't know if it's because the show is too black for me. I, I don't know. Maybe. But Kay watched it. So it's still one of the... It's the I, like, I never watched Pun- Punisher. Even though I like the guy who plays the lead in it. Right. I it felt a little too I don't know it was too masculine maybe mm-hmm. I it was a little too dark for me so not to say I won't ever watch it I just didn't um I didn't feel like all the stuff that's on that were on Netflix weren't things that I felt like was part of the main MCU so it was just you know it's like filler stuff right. <laughs> I mean outside of shield which I felt like was most directly connected because of Coulson and all that stuff in the movies. And um, yeah, the other stuff mostly served as standalone for me. And like, I see like Jessica Jones and Daredevil, those characters in their own, you know, same space, the, the defenders in the same universe, but I don't directly tie it to the main thread of Marvel. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, well, going back to my list of shows, because I actually did not finish. <laughs> um, I So after Upload, I started watching Belgravia. Um, it is a show that is on epics. And it's, of course, a, a period piece. It, the, it basically starts, the show starts the day before the Battle of Waterloo. And um, because it's running... Now, I actually couldn't finish it. It ends on Sunday um, with season six, or sorry, episode six, but I've, I binged all, well, no, I didn't really binge. I watched three episodes one night and then came back and watched the next two the following night. Um, I'd hope to have finished it yesterday, but I will watch it on Sunday. Um, and then as if I you know, needed more things to do, I had put off, I kept seeing recommendations for Dead Water Fell, which is um, a miniseries, four episodes. It had David Tennant as the main person in it. And, you know, I'll watch pretty much anything that has Tennant in it. It was, um, it's like a murder mystery kind of thing. I watched it all last night and it was, it was actually pretty good. Uh, I don't think the overall reviews for it are that great, um, I was able to figure out, I think, within the first episode, who, the whodunit part, but it was interesting to see everything unfold. So, you know, if you're in a David Tennant mood, I would certainly recommend watching. I mean, it's it's like, it occurred like now kind of thing. It's not a some something set in the past or anything, but it involves the the murder or the deaths of his wife and his three children. Um, so, so yeah, you can add that to your list. <laughs> so I haven't decided yet what I'm going to, to, to watch at this point. Um, I feel like I watched more shows. Like I think my app is, is, um, 
not liking me at the moment because I actually had to be like, it lets you look back in your history of what you've watched, but it somehow missed things that I've watched, even though I've got it, um, you know, tracked in there. Anyway, so I feel like that is not truly the full list of everything I've seen in the past couple days. Hmm? I'm attempting to make a joke at your expense. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Go ahead. You said that your app was not liking you right now, and I said it's because you're overworking it. Mm, okay. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I do think that maybe having these, these um, you know, painting by numbers and cross-stitching and stuff, that it will maybe make me break away a bit more from watching too much TV, because... I'm now getting to, part, to the part where I'm getting really frustrated because all the things in the genre that I like, I seem to have like gone through um, on Netflix and on Amazon Prime and then my sub subscriptions like BritBox and Acorn TV. Um, so, so yeah. I And there are still days too where I just don't watch any television during the week. Because I feel like if I've overloaded the weekend, if I've if all I've done is a full binge, that I don't necessarily want to watch much TV during the week. Gotcha. So. So yes, I don't know what I will be watching tonight. Um, I'm sure I will find another series um, because I, you know, the ones that you've suggested and other people have suggested, I've I they are on my list, but I have to be in specific moods to to watch certain things. So like oh, yeah. someone had suggested to me Homeland, and I'm like, yeah, I could see myself getting into it, but um, not right now, you know. Um, so we'll we'll see. Oh, I did forget to mention. So yesterday I decided to, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to save some money on my cable bill because, you know, I have, I was told basically I have a package that doesn't exist anymore on Xfinity. Um, it's like X1 Premiere. And wow. so mine includes the, some, um, several of the, the big um, premium channels so hbo showtime apparently i have cinemax forgot i had it but you know since i think i told you they got rid of skinemax which made me uninterested in in cinemax in general um and some other like a gazillion other um channels that i just don't watch well there was a dispute with the parent company of stars and X xfinity comcast and so I used to get stars in that package. Well, they replaced it now with, I don't know if it's, I think it's stream picks, which I've never even seen anything on that channel. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay, look, I still like watching stars. And the dispute came because of how popular Outlander has become. <laughs> and so basically the parent company wants more money um, and Xfinity wasn't trying to have all of that. So it broke apart the package um, and so they replaced it with a channel and I, Kay and I usually binge Outlander and we just hadn't yet. So I decided, you know, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to try and streamline the bill. That didn't happen. I ended up adding back, um, stars. Fortunately, it was at like, it's at $8 and 99 cents a month. Right. But, um, and then I added an additional box, um, because I, I want to be able to watch television as I'm working out because I rearranged the way my, our, our gym slash former dining room is. Uh, so 
yeah, I didn't save any money. And I, in some ways, doubled down on the whole watching television experience. So I, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I feel bad about it. Like after the fact, I felt bad about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, to me, like in my head, it's like, it's just a justifiable expense. It's my, you know, it's something I can do at home and I don't have to, you know, go out. So right. you know how I am. <laughs> I do. <laughs> if I can avoid people, then I'm happy. Now, um, you have so, a couple of other things you wanted to discuss from the news world. Well, I mean, yours looks so much more interesting. Really? So, well, I mean, the first thing on the list for you is, is certainly eye-catching. So how about you start? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I did watch a series on Netflix called, uh, you know, Don't, Don't Fuck With Cats. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it was a, a very moving, very powerful thing. Um, there was a guy in it who was eventually called as the killer, Luca Magnata. And, um, you know, for a while, the people who were – because there were people who would see him on these videos killing cats. And right, and he said – I think it was like crowd share detectors, detectives yeah. or whatever people would – yeah, yeah. They, they tracked him down, and they kept giving the information to the police, and the police kept going in. Eh, right. Right. And then eventually he kills an actual person on camera. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> that's when they're interested. They're interested. And, um, you know, so he's in jail in Canada mm-hmm. and, um, apparently a number of people at his jail site have come down with, um, you know, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so there was some discussion that they might let some of the prisoners in that jail, um, have early release. And um, so a lot of people were wondering if that would extend to him. And uh, the Canadian officials this week said that, no, it would not. And that he was not going to be released for another 14 years, no matter what was. Because, yeah, I thought I'd read something about how they they were suggesting that certainly the nonviolent offenders and stuff right. that maybe would they would start to do some early releases um because of especially with the covid scare because i mean places like jails you know one person gets it the whole population will likely end up with it um because of close quarters but, but yeah huh. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah, that shouldn't have even been a question. I'd be like, yeah, no, he wouldn't even be considered for early release ever. Yeah, that's basically what they said. They said that he's got another 14 years on his sentence and they expect him to serve it. Good. Yeah. So, okay, you already covered your next point. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, I, um, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about this. It's just, I thought it was interesting and it, you know, is well, fodder for a, you, motherfuckers. What? <laughs> okay, the show is done. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> a lot of time talking about it. I was like, all right. Yep. <laughs> so I saw. Uh, I think it was like last week or so. I started now as I see certain things that are interesting. I like send myself an email to the to my email address for the show, and just you know put it as a discussion, a possible discussion point. But I saw that apparently J. Crew filed filed for bankruptcy, um, as it of course it succumbs to the COVID nineteen fallout. When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that was still in existence," um, because you know I I for one I never had any J. Crew clothing. I was never interested in J. Crew, but right. you know it is definitely one of those preppy retailers, but not 
again, not one so much so that I shopped there, but it does give you, it, it is, it is alarming to me or, or certainly of concern, um, the companies that are starting to go under as yeah. a result of COVID. I know that there's been talk. I mean, I know that, what is it that they're trying to trying to pass another package stimulus package, which will likely not pass this time. Um, but I think that a year from now, the landscape will see, be so much different. I mean, you know, I think it will be very common place for people to say before COVID and after COVID. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that life as we knew it is coming back. Not in the way we knew it. Yeah. Because even if they came up, even if they found a virus today, I think that in some things, like paths have already started to change just in terms of their, the way people interact as far as business and distance. I think I saw a pop-up on television yesterday that said that apparently Twitter is now going to allow their entire work for, workforce to permanently work from home. So even after the, yeah, they, the, I guess the president or whatever of, of Twitter said, after, even after the virus has run its course or whatever, that they are going to allow their employees to just work from home. So it made me, to th- it made me think about, you know, even though the traditional brick and mortar buildings may not be used, <laughs> that money is going to go into different things, obviously into, into infrastructure that is more dependent on web services. So, you know, like, obviously people use Zoom a lot more. Maybe there'll be more companies in that realm that'll, um, I mean, I'm sure Zoom is the thing to use right now. Um, but before that, there, there was GoToMeeting. Most people don't even talk about GoToMeeting anymore. And we know that ultimately things don't stay dominant forever. I mean, I still think that at some point, um, what do you call it? Not not Amazon because Walmart. What did you say? MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, MySpace. Um, But no, I mean, even things that dominate now like Walmart um, or, I mean, or even my beloved Apple, you know, I think that everything kind of has its own life cycle and some people are, you know, are fortunate enough to be the cash cow like a Walmart or an Apple or an Amazon where you're going to be around for a couple of, for a while, a couple of decades, maybe. Um, but that everything, everything changes. And so there is really already a pre COVID and a post COVID kind of world mentality. Um, and I do think it's just interesting to see what it, what it is that succumbs to, not being able to stay afloat as a result of COVID. Yeah. That's it. You don't have any other comment? No. And I agree with everything you said. Yeah, I know, but I figured you had the whole point is to, to, you know, <laughs> swear. No, I, 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 I think you're like right. I, um, I know, but I always feel like I talk too much and that we don't hear enough of your point of view. I, I talk a lot during the show. I feel like I talk the most, though. Like, yeah. I don't know. So, now, I mean... This next thing on your news, though, I thought this was, like, weeks ago. Uh, it was, like, maybe a week or two ago. It was just about... So, um, it was about 
the fact that a judge dismissed the U.S. women's national soccer team's equal pay claims. Um, this has been around since, whew, I mean, it became more of an issue um, when the women's soccer World Cup soccer team kept winning <laughs> and the men's soccer team not so much. Um, one of the proponents for equal pay has always been like, what is it, Billie Jean King? Or no, what is it? Not Billie Jean King. Is it the 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 tennis player? Billie Jean King was a tennis player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no, she is or what? Well, yeah, she's still alive though. Um, she's alive. Yeah. I yes. Still plays tennis, but not professional. Mm. So she's been one of the the leaders in this whole movement as far as equal pay. I remember watching a documentary. I think it was Nine for Nine about. Um, the Williams sisters and the, and how they also played into that um, and how they helped to change um, equal pay in kind of the top tennis competitions in the world. Wimbledon was one of the last ones to finally accept it. <laughs> um, but in this particular case, even though the that big claim has been thrown out, there are other sub claims that haven't been um, because they were talking about how they are seeking equal compensation for um, other things like, um, what is it, for uh, like hotel accom accommodations and flights and all of that kind of thing. So um, what yeah. is your general thought around, like, I mean, because obviously it is a fight. It has been a long fight for women to be on equal standing or even close to equal standing as, a, as men. As men. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> mm. You know, my first thought, I do believe in equality. I believe, mm -hmm. um, you know, that women are just as capable of anything as men. Um, at the same time, though, I, my one drawback is, is that, yes, I agree. I, for, to me, if they win the World Cup, they should make just as much money as the men, mm -hmm. right? The, 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 the bonus that comes with winning should be the same. I think they both should stay in very nice hotels, mm -hmm. right? I think, I think that kind of thing. Um, but when it comes to like their base salary, I do think you have to look in, well, who's bringing in the money? Yeah, but see, like right. for so me, it's my part. Mm -hmm. All right. So you hear sometimes, for instance, um, let's just say um, Sally, the actress, right, is in a movie with The Rock, mm -hmm. right? And The Rock is paid eight times what she is paid. Mm-hmm. And you could argue she works just as hard in that movie, right, as The Rock. She's the female star. She's on the movie poster, right? Now, should she be paid the same as The Rock? I understand when she says, well, we're both doing the same thing. Why is he making so much more than me? Mm -hmm. but yet I also understand when the studio says, nobody's coming to the movie to see you because you're in the movie, Sally. You're great. But some people go to the movie just because The Rock is in it. And I agree that, so like, I... If, for instance, <laughs> the NBA and the WNBA... Mm -hmm. I figured you would pull that as an example. ...may be just as talented. 
But the fact is, it doesn't make as much money. And if it doesn't make as much money, it doesn't make fiscal sense to pay them the same as you would pay LeBron James. Mm -hmm. I can't, because I have to admit, I don't follow the WNBA. I can't name for you who is their best player. Mm -hmm. I could probably name for you at least two dozen NBA players, even though I don't watch the NBA either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because they're part of the national consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that, and I look, I understand one of the things that I think this argument is about is that if you pay the women the same, if you elevate their sport, mm -hmm. then eventually they will bring in as much money as the men, hopefully. But that's not a guarantee. You know, um, I just don't know. So, you know, my first, my first liberal reaction is, yeah, you know, they, they play just as hard. It is, it, they're certainly more successful than the men's team has been in quite some time. But then I also recognize the fact that the men's team, even when they suck, as they do right now, <laughs> if the women's team were sucking just as hard, people would be going to see the men in general. Mm -hmm. so that's that's my whole thing so now you can you can rebut what i have said yeah i've already forgotten half of what i was gonna rebut but <laughs> um i so i mean when you started to explain it or talk about it it i could I, I can certainly see i can agree on on much of that um i think that in the case of like for me the I have an issue with the equality stuff when, for example, when the women already, when they start off at a paltry amount compared to the men, yeah. that's when I'm like, yeah, there needs to, the standards need to be brought up. Um, but it is, it's a business. It's not, you know, it's not a charity. Right. So, so yeah, if, if more people are watching the men than the women, then arguably they should be making more. Um, I think it, 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 it is kind of a results-driven kind of thing. Um, but I do think that the base wages for, for, for women compared to men, that, that whole thing needs to be addressed. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, I love Arsenal. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lady Arsenal's team. They're, they're the official women's team of Arsenal. They play well, in, you know, women's Premier League. And they've been much more successful than the men's team have in the past few years, but they don't make nearly as much. Well, that's just it though. Like part of my issue, because again, you know, I love watching sports documentaries. They often talk about the fact that, for example, with baseball, there is no professional women's baseball team. Right. It's, it's always been a boy's sport or guy's sport or whatever. For me, I wish that there were more co-ed teams. Like I wouldn't, I think it would be cool to watch a major league baseball or bas you know, a basketball game, whatever. And it's co-ed. I, I don't like necessarily the continued segregation of men versus women and the whole argument around, well, you know, men's physiques or this and women's, or, you know, I'm like, 
in some cases, especially if they're playing on the same field, if it's the same regulation size, blah, 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 whatever, it should just be on talent. I want to see the most talented people on a team. I don't want to be like, oh, well, let me watch the most talented people for men. And then let me go over here and watch it for women. I want to see an integrated team. I want to see badass men, women, whatever, playing whatever sport together. Um, I do understand that there are sports where, you know, it is really not equal footing. But um, for something like baseball or whatever, hell yeah, I want to see a co-ed team. But, you know, that's me. There are differences. I mean, the number of women who could probably hit a baseball 500 feet is... Probably. Yeah, but but even so, wouldn't you like to see that person who can? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Um, and it's funny though because I've heard female athletes who say they would not want to see that. You know, that they feel like you know, at least initially, I'm sure they would be seen as you know almost a novelty. You know. Um, I get, but but I mean, it, yeah, it is. I would, I, especially for, I would love to, because I have known women who were like in high school. Me and my loser friends, we would play basketball against this one girl. Mm-hmm. There would be five of us and her, and she would win every time we play. You know, but we would have to do five on one, otherwise we had no chance, right? <laughs> and, and she was just that much better than us, you know. So I'm sure there are women in the WNBA who could be on an NBA team. Exactly. Um, And like for me, that's more of a draw. I want to see the best team with the best individuals because they're – it's it kind of it harkens back to the whole you know you can't really have separate but equal. You can't. (laughs) Um, Going to really be equal. No, it's it it won't. And unless there's diversity in terms of having co-ed teams then that's yeah mm -mm. so it is on so going back to your example or using your example it is unfortunate for someone who you know is a phenomenal softball player we'll just put it that way because you know softball is usually mostly women um and they want to play baseball and can play baseball but the barriers to entry is such that you're never going to see them (laughs) um that sucks yeah. You know, I, and, and that's why I thought that, you know, when it comes to like training fields and stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, I, d- I do think it's unfair, you know, if the men are staying at the Ritz and the girls are staying at, you know, motel, uh, whatever, six. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's not, that's not fair. And I think that's what we need to look at is it's fairness. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, You know, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's somebody out there who could say, you know what, you know, based about, you know, the amount of money they bring in, one's a, a Holiday Inn Express, <laughs> you know, um, but. Although, yeah, I mean, if you, you could maybe do it based on percentages or something, you know, and not necessarily the the dollar amounts, because, yeah, in a lot of cases, I mean, I'm sure they continue to have these issues in the NFL and other teams where, depending on what markets you're in, you're just not going to, you know you're just not going to be a big draw um, that maybe it's percentages to make it integrated. Some people would not like this. I know because, but I think, you know, you'd have to go to some sort of um, 
oh, what, did, what, what did they call it when – I can't think of the word right now. Um, affirmative action. Mm-hmm. You almost have to have like an affirmative action rule. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in the MLS or the Premier League or whatever, say, you know, one-fourth of your team needs to be female at least. You know, in baseball, they have 25-player rosters. Say at least three of them have to be female. Mm-hmm. Right? And hopefully by getting them in there, because I, I think one thing that would happen is, is if women were put into these sports, all, it would, all it's going to take is one or two to break out and become a star. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you're going to find more women who suddenly can do things that women supposedly couldn't do. Um, you know, I always heard, you know, that, you know, most female tennis players would not be the best male tennis player. Right. Then you got like, you know, the sisters, you know, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and they can kick anybody's ass, you know, now some people still disagree. John McEnroe said that when he was at his peak, that he could have beaten Serena or Venus, either one. Mm, yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, but John, you, we all know John McEnroe and his his ego. So yeah, that's, that's that's okay. I don't think he's he's right. But I, yeah, think, I don't think he's right either. And look, I used to love um, you know Chris Everett, mm-hmm. and I think he could have beaten Chris Everett when they were mm-hmm. both in their peak. I'm not sure about. I think it would have been a great match, him and Martina. That would have that would have been a great that match. That would have been a great match. Um, and maybe he's right. Maybe eventually his strength would have won out. I don't know. But the point is, is that it, once you get that, once you break through, yeah. I think more women will be inspired. More women will, will do whatever is necessary to get to that level. And um, that's just like you, you're seeing more and more women – who are nearly as strong as Venus. Well, it's funny. I keep seeing this one commercial. Um, I forgot what the commercial is for. Um, I think it's probably for like service, Surface Pro tablet. But um, I think the woman is like, she's a, one of the coaches on a NFL team. Um, like one of the line coaches, whatever. And it shows her, her story in terms of when she was younger, she always wanted to play football that's what she wanted to do and it's interesting because the commercial is like well you know she didn't quite get to be on the field but she's you know close enough to touch it that i mean you know like that's my takeaway from it i i do wish that yeah if if they had just given people the opportunity you know i like the whole affirmative action thing is like it's good until it's not but that's kind of the case with everything it's good until it's not good (laughs) um I, I, I understand the people who hate affirmative action. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to force change. Yes, I completely agree with that. I, I do think that that has to happen. And for the sports where, especially when regulation for men and women are the same, as far as like the same field size, the same whatever, right. you know, it's hard to argue why you keep them separate. You yeah. know? Yeah. So again, I would love to be able to watch a basketball game and it be co-ed because I mean, there's, I mean, there've been great and, you know, phenomenal female basketball players. And I'm like, wow, to see if it would be so cool to see them play a male of equal talent 
or, you know, and just being on the same field, literally on the same field, <laughs> um, I think would say so much more. And again, it's all about become, being the first or being persistent to break that glass ceiling. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're no longer in a time where we feel like a, woman, a woman's brain is smaller than a male's. <laughs> and that they can't they can't do the same things as as men um but the pay thing yeah i mean it's obviously complicated it will continue to be complicated um because there is no one true and fair um way to go about it um because again you it's not just about the fairness it's also about the uh, the business side of things and uh oftentimes they're not on the same page <laughs> so yep. you know it is it is what it is yep. that was well that conversation went longer and further than i thought it would but um i think that's everything i had to talk everything about this week huh that's everything i had well oh today i did so you know i do um have a a part of my morning rituals, you know, is, is a random act of kindness. So what I usually do or try to do is that I'll just reach out to a Facebook friend. And I actually have a, a sheet where I track all of this information, but I'll reach out to them and, you know, just kind of reconnect. And today it was with one of our, our former um, library employees, Jenny Moss. Um, and it was, yeah, it was so, so she's still in libraries. She's in public libraries. She is with, um, what used to be uncle Remus. They apparently renamed them the system. I don't remember what she said it was, but it was just so cool to, I don't know, like she's a part of the, the, the time at the library where I, I th still think about it fondly. <laughs> Yeah. So it was just really nice to catch up with her and super interesting to, you know, I mean, we we're friends with so many people on Facebook, but are we really, you know, and especially if I'm not paying attention to people's news feeds or whatever, I find it kind of just cool to take a moment to reconnect with someone. Cause I'm like, in theory, you're friends with them or Facebook friends with them for a reason. Um, I don't just let anybody be <laughs> Facebook friends. I, I am trying to be better about like, if it's someone that I actually knew or know personally, I'm not just a friend of a friend. Um, that's who I want to be Facebook friends with. So I do still need to call my list down. I think I'm at 450 again. Um, but it was cool because she wrote, you know, she's like, oh, I, I love to read your blogs and, you know, enjoyed reading your poetry. And I'm like, oh, my God, the things that I used to, <laughs> used to do um, that in some ways I've forgotten about, about right. myself, you know. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm always amazed by the number of you. When I posted that thing the other day about being so unhappy, mm -hmm. um, I had five different people. But I've never met in person. Message me on Facebook and, and say things. And, you know, two of them gave me their phone numbers. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, there, there are people who genuinely seemed concerned about me. And, um, you know, that I know it's, I always feel like I'm a bad Facebook friend, you know, because I'll post like, you know, oh, I stubbed my toe and like 67 people will, you know, respond. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like, 
and so you know sometimes I just I'll just go through and like you know and like people's things you know just to yeah attention um but yeah you know and when I announced I was going through the divorce and everything I mean people on the other side of the world you know were saying hey I've gone through something similar you know if you ever want to talk and all this kind of stuff and it's just it's it's amazing to me well for me and I will say that I do kind of get jealous of like the activity you get on your page well your profile page as well as I guess your author page but because like I'll post stuff and I mean I don't post a lot and maybe it's because of the way the algorithm is for that person on the receiving end but there are times where I'll post stuff and nobody comments like at all yeah and I but get excited I when I even get two or three people because I never get the numbers you do of people paying attention. I'm like doing the math. If I'm friends with 450 people and nobody's commenting, why the hell am I friends with 450 people? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. So, and I'm friends with 1004 right now. Yeah. That's insane. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't understand it. Um, and, and sometimes it, it, you know, it's very humbling. It's like, and I'll, I'll admit, sometimes I will post the stupidest shit. And like all these people will comment on it and stuff. And I'm like, damn, maybe I should post something more important. Like earlier today, mm-hmm. I posted a line just because it, it occurred to me and I thought it was funny. A line from um, the third um, Austin Powers movie. Okay. I said, there's only two things I hate in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. And so 27 people have responded in some way to oh my it. gosh the comments and you know it's it's just such a stupid thing you know I, I don't know I don't know why yeah I think that I would probably be on Facebook more if I was if people engaged me more on on Facebook but since I feel like you know they don't I just, you know, I'm like, whatever, I'll get on there when I get on there. And I don't like, I mean, the temptation is just too much as far as getting onto Facebook and then going down that rabbit hole. It's so easy to do that. And I think for me too, I don't like, I've said it before with the way that they do the news feeds, I wish you could customize it a bit more. I don't like that there's an algorithm. I don't like that, you know, I'm more likely to see this person versus another. Um, I want to be able to say, no, no, no. I want to see chronologically what everybody's posting. And I'm like, for something as simple as that, why can't you just do it? (laughs) But, you know, like, for instance, you know, I talk about all the the attention I get on there, but it's the exact opposite on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Most times on Twitter, I'll go sometimes a week. I'll post every day. Nobody will like anything I posted. Um, you know, so it's the exact opposite on Twitter. Well, and like with, so with my brother, he is not on social media. Like he just isn't. He's like, there's no point. He doesn't see the point to it. And I'm like, you know, I, I wish, like, I wish there was just a service where I could just um, reserve my user ID for a service, even if I didn't intend to use it. You know, um, because if I could just really post a one network, I'd be fine with that. Um, I just have, and because I'm on different things, I come up with reasons to use it. You know, like with my Twitter, I just usually post my meditation thing every day. Um, but it's, it's social media is like a whole nother job. I ain't got time for that mess. So I know you live on it. You need all that attention. I don't need that attention. 
<laughs> but I am jealous of the attention that you got. Yeah, I don't know if I need it, you know. But, you need uh, it. You do. Okay. You'd be even more depressed if you couldn't post about being depressed on Facebook. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. All um, right. Well, we should take off. I'm 20 minutes overdue for my dinner. Oh, well, excuse me. Sorry. Feed time. My, mom, my mommy is making a salmon. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I have not eaten. I've, I had a breakfast bar this morning and that's it. So I, before the show started, I was reaching that point where I'm like, I'm really hungry. I'm starting to get really irritable. And now I've pushed past that at, to the point of where I'm okay now. So I think I probably have another good 30 minutes before I start to really crash. Um, so I'm going to have to eat something. I'll have to talk about that next week because a lot of that stuff has changed too with, with my eating. So you're going to go all Adele on us and get like, (laughs) no, 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 not quite. But so, all right, well, you've got to end with some clever quip or something. Um, you know, everyone be safe in these dangerous days and, you know, remember to hang on to the people who are close to you and show them proper love. And, you know, if possible, you know, go have some, get some nasty fucking in too, you know, because the whole world could end tomorrow. So whether you're into Bigfoot porn or urination or just something vanilla, you know, just go out there and get it, you know. Get some. Yeah.